there are sometimes three or more different renderings possible for the same place. The Great Templar Fortress south of Acre was known by the men who built it as Castel Pellerin. Today, scholars call it Atlit or Athlit, but I have chosen to modernize the French and call it Chateau Pellerin, giving Atlit in parentheses at the first instance of use. I have chosen not to translate it fully into English, which would have been Castle Pilgrim. None of this amounts to a system, except to say that I have sought readability rather than consistency. From time to time, I may have achieved neither. I can only ask for your patience and understanding. Introduction The Templars were holy soldiers, men of religion and men of the sword, pilgrims and warriors, paupers and bankers. Their uniforms were emblazoned with a red cross, symbolizing the blood Christ had shed for mankind and that they themselves were prepared to spill in the Lord's service. Although the Templars were only one among a host of religious orders that sprang up in medieval Europe and the Holy Land between the 11th and 14th centuries, they were by far the best known and the most controversial. Their order was a product of the Crusades, the wars instigated by the medieval church, which took aim primarily, although not exclusively, at the Islamic rulers of Palestine, Syria, Asia Minor, Egypt, northwest Africa, and southern Spain. As such, Templars could be found across a vast swathe of the Mediterranean world and beyond, on the battlefields of the Near East, and in towns and villages throughout Europe, where they managed extensive estates that funded their military adventures. The word Templars, shorthand for the poor knighthood of the Temple, or less frequently, the poor fellow soldiers of Christ and the Temple of Jerusalem, advertised their origins on the Temple Mount in Christianity's holiest city. But their presence was felt almost everywhere. Even in their own lifetimes, the Templars were semi-legendary figures, featuring in popular stories, artworks, ballads and histories. They were part of the mental landscape of the Crusades, a position they still occupy today. The Templars were founded in 1119 on the principles of chastity, obedience and poverty, the last of which was memorialised in the Master's official seal, showing two armed brothers sharing a single horse. But the order soon grew rich and influential. Senior Templar officials in the Holy Land and the West counted among their friends and enemies kings and princes queens and countesses, patriarchs and popes. The order helped finance wars, loaned money to pay kings' ransoms, subcontracted the financial management of royal governments, collected taxes, built castles, ran cities, raised armies, interfered in trade disputes, engaged in private wars against other military orders, carried out political assassinations and even helped make men kings. From meagre beginnings, they became as mighty an outfit as existed during the later Middle Ages. Yet, perhaps strangely, the Templars also had broad popular appeal. For many people, they were not distant elites, 
but local heroes. The prayers that the Order's many non-fighting brothers said in their religious houses across Europe were just as important as the sacrifices Templar knights and sergeants made on the battlefield. And both were of the utmost importance in seeking heavenly salvation for all Christians. Some of the Order's wealth came from the patronage of the pious nobility, but just as much grew from the small donations of ordinary men and women who gave what little they had, a jacket here, a vegetable patch there, to their local branch to help fund the Order's militant mission in the East. Of course, there were dissenters. To some observers, the Order was dangerously unaccountable and a corruption of the supposedly peaceful principles of Christianity. At times, the Templars were the subject of fierce attacks, particularly from scholars and...